Welcome to the Miracle Makers Podcast, where we find the extraordinary in the ordinary and discover the miracle within. We are continuing our conversation about racism. For true growth, we have to first learn. We must learn about the past and present in order to create a better, equal, and loving future. In this episode, we will hear from our Black brothers and sisters and brothers and sisters of color on what you can do or say to be an ally. Take another deep breath in and listen with love. You've got this. I think everything that's happened has provided an opportunity for people to share that they have a desire to learn, but they don't know where to start. And I know that you've talked about being able to do your own research and look into the history of, of things and going to museums, but where else would you recommend they start? And at, you know, at some point, like I know that in other times you have shared that people are asking you for resources. In addition to where where can they start, do you feel a responsibility to provide those resources for people? Yes, I do feel a responsibility just as a person of color who has had that education from my parents. Growing up, we didn't really take vacations. We went to civil rights museums um, for a week. Like I remember going to Atlanta for the first time. There was a civil rights museum in Atlanta. We went and did that and, you know just various trips that we've gone to the multiple civil rights museums around the country and seeing with your own eyes the footage of these peaceful protests turned into riots where people died on the streets. Children were bombed in their Sunday school classes at church. Just going to see that and to hear the full story of those people and not just what the news was putting on in that time for a five minute segment. I think that brings a lot of perspective to it instead of just someone's one opinion on it. But yes, I definitely feel a responsibility because I do have knowledge. Recently, I've had some friends texting me, asking me those same questions, where do I start? And I've just been pointing them to certain websites like colorofchange.org and NAACP's website, because all of those websites have numerous resources of information and places to donate for things directly in Minnesota, in Louisville, but also just for those organizations to keep educating in communities and, you know, reaching out to help in this fight. Yeah, there is definitely a sense of responsibility that I feel as a Black person, as a person of color, to educate. And I think another way, uh, if people are looking for places to start, is start even on diversifying your own social media. Follow other accounts that provide this diverse outlook on things, a different perspective than what you're looking for. And I think that's also another beautiful way to lean into the uncomfortability and turn it into comfort by just following an account and reading everything that they write or listening to their videos or listening to a live. I know that there are a lot of people of color that I follow even on Instagram, that have been doing a wonderful and beautiful job of providing a safe place for people to ask questions and then responding with love and being very authentic and real and vulnerable. And so even then, just like we're doing this, we're providing this conversation. They are also providing that same conversation that can also be hard to have with someone that you maybe don't know well enough to ask their experiences. 
So I think even if you're looking for something almost immediate, right? So we can't all go to a museum right. and we can't all do all those things, but we can go to a website and we can easily, we're already on Instagram or Facebook. So it is easy just to quickly follow new accounts right? and just listen. And I think that that is so important is to just listen and don't listen to respond, listen to feel. And that's all I can say is just listen. Right. I think, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> How can outside of, you know, direct messaging or calling people that you know personally, how can people take a stand outside of that? I think it's using the platform that you have. We all have social media. Social media is so easy. We all use it every day. So just let people know that you're not okay with something. It doesn't have to be hateful or angered or anything like that. Just say something. I think what we were just talking about using your platform is very big. But also, this all has to start at home at some point. So I think it's checking your own circle, checking your family, checking yourself. I mean, I can't imagine what some people are going through right now. I have yet to have any type of big conversation with certain family members, also for fear of my own. So for me, I should be the person to initiate that conversation. That's one of the ways I can stand up for what I want in this country. So yeah, I think those two things and then just doing what you can to learn anything um, right now. I think those are some good points. I know we talked about white privilege, but what are some things that you think that white people have or get that people of color may not? And what if they can't see it or even believe that they have white privilege? Yeah. (sighs) Privilege is so difficult. You know, it's just the privilege comes from opportunities, I think. As you know, there's such a higher percentage of white people that go to college than black people. There's such a higher percentage of white people progressing through a company once they have a job than black people. There's such a higher percentage of white people in government to black people in government. I think that's where we see the privilege. And not even in that, just in day-to-day things from walking in stores who get followed for possible theft, whatever the situation is. From me driving home I get followed by a police car, whereas somebody white probably wouldn't unless like something crazy was going on, you know? It's in our day-to-day, and I think we just need to work on identifying it and being aware of it. I agree. I love that. I think the only way we can make something comfortable is by continuing to do it. And that's in literally anything. You can apply that to driving a car. You can apply that to learning how, I know like a lot of people when schools had to go online, that was uncomfortable having to learn how to put your classroom online when maybe you've only known how to do it, you know, by pen and paper. So that can apply to learning how to ride a bike. That can apply to learning how to cook a meal or you know, how to become a runner, everything that is new is uncomfortable, everything. Mm -hmm. So the only way that we can make it comfortable is by continuing to have it. 
And every single time, as long as we come with an open heart and an open mind and the true desire to learn, then it becomes a little easier every single time. And then it becomes a little bit more natural to just immediately reach out when something goes on. Say to someone, I see you. I love you. I've got you. Right. Whereas I know plenty of people that would not be comfortable saying that right now. And it's not because they don't want to. It's because they've never said it before. or They've never been in this situation before. Or they've never really thought about how closely it does affect someone that they care about. Right. So I think that we just have to, like you said, to continue to push through and be easy on yourself a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, don't make excuses, but just give yourself a little grace because the thing to remember here also is that you're trying. Right. It's and the that- people that don't try at all that that's the difference, but you're trying. So in this moment, if you're thinking like, I really don't even know if I can say that to someone right now, then give yourself a little grace in this moment and take a breath and say, but I'm trying to show up and then do that every single time and try to say hello and hi, I see you and I love you. And I'm a strong believer in energy and that people can feel your energy obviously in person, but then even if you put that same energy into a message, it can continue to to be conveyed and received by someone else. So if you put that same energy and love into just saying, I love you, then someone will feel that. Right. So just continue to try and give yourself a little grace Right. that you are at least showing up. Right. I know that we have white people who are listening right now. And what would you like to say to white people who are listening? I understand that this is difficult and it's uncomfortable for a a lot of people. It's been uncomfortable for me. As I was just saying, it's uncomfortable for me to even start this conversation with my family who is white. So I I understand, but I also don't think that is an excuse not to have the conversation. I think if we disagree with something, we need to put our money where our mouth is and take the actions to make a change. How would you say that we can become united as one? I think just getting on the same page as a country, finding the things that we can all relate to and using that to our advantage instead of tearing ourselves apart. Valuing each American's life and not just one community's over the other. You know, all the things we've been talking about, just making sure that we're not valuing anyone over anyone else it's like i know you and i were talking about the fire thing that's been going around it's like if you're in a neighborhood and your house is on fire and you're saying that house matters that's not saying that all the other houses in that neighborhood don't matter it's just that one house is on fire right now so i think that's the goal is we as a community and i'm saying community as in humans need to support each other all together no matter color race background opinions we need to support each other as humans i love that you know this conversation is not easy i think it's more easy for us to have it uh to each other not only because we've known each other for ever (laughs) (laughs) but because we have a level of understanding of what each other is feeling because we we live it 
but I know that I hear people say, you know, even say to me personally, like, I don't know what to say. Or I think the biggest thing that I'm hearing is I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I completely understand that. And I appreciate that there that people are being so mindful that they don't want to make a situation worse, or say something to offend because it can be a more sensitive subject, potentially even on their side where it's more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Because it's not it's not a conversation that they grew up having in their home like we did. Right. Um, so what do you say to people that say, I don't know what to say, or I don't want to say the wrong thing? My answer to this question is coming directly from my mother. I had a conversation with her this week. And I was like, one, I don't understand why it is so hard to have these uncomfortable conversations. Because I mean, you just when something is uncomfortable, you just got to push through it. But I think what my mom said, she said, for these type of conversations, or addressing this type of thing, you just want the person who is uncomfortable to treat it like it is one of their brothers or sisters, or their mom and dad, somebody in their family that they can relate to, and then act from there. I think we all just want to be shown that you care, and that you love us, and that you would be willing to stand up for us if we needed you to. I think it's just coming from a place of understanding and trying to understand what we have gone through as a community and why we are standing the way that we are now. This isn't just because of one murder. As George Floyd's murder is so recent and so in the public eye right now, I think a lot of people are thinking this is just because of him. And that's not true. This is a lot because of him. And that was a very public murder that we as a country saw because of people recording it, not because of media coverage. And I think that's very important to think about because this has been going on in this country for hundreds of years. This is nothing new. And we've seen people saying that this isn't new. It's just being recorded now, being videotaped. I think that's a very true statement. When you think back to Dr. King's time, I see people posting about Dr. King saying things about peaceful protests and whatnot, but he would peacefully protest and five minutes later, the police would be, you know, spraying them with tear gas and sending the dogs onto them. So I think what makes this stuff uncomfortable is because these people haven't had these certain conversations, but they need to think about these conversations should have been happening already. These conversations aren't something, well, I guess they are new, but they shouldn't be. So yeah, for me personally, I think just saying you are uncomfortable talking about it is a big step. Just say that. Because then we can work with that. We can try and make it as comfortable as possible and still have the conversation, which is the goal, to have the conversation. That communication is key. Like, does that make sense? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) As we all know, every single person is different. Yeah, you know, I think differently than other brown people do. And I think differently than my husband. And you and I differ on some situations too. So everybody has different needs as far as what they need to hear or receive to feel seen and loved. But in your position and as a black person, what do you want to hear from someone and particularly someone who is white? 
for me, I think a lot of things that I just want to hear is that people care, that they don't want to see this in this country, that they don't stand for what has been happening in this country for hundreds of years. I would love to hear that people are doing what they can to learn the history that isn't necessarily in our history books growing up, you know, asking about different civil rights museums they can go to, just showing a willingness to learn about what has been happening and what they can do to better this country and this state. That's, I think that's all I really need. And of course, definitely just loving people. I think that's a very important thing in this country as people just keep attempting to divide. I think we need to unite a little bit more as a country to make this country work and for the world to unite in a way. You know, we're all humans. And I think the human race needs to fight for the human race, not try to tear it apart. Exactly. I love that. We know that everyone has different needs as far as what they need to hear or receive to feel seen and loved. So let's hear from our Black brothers and sisters and brothers and sisters of color on the many ways we can best support and love them. Do not ask me what you can do. Do not add to the trauma I am already experiencing by making this about you and your needs. You want to do something? Do some research. The reading list And videos and podcasts are out there. Donate money. Speak truth in the places we cannot go. Challenge racists when people of color aren't there to cheer you on. Do not look for me to validate your anti-racist status. If you are unsure if we see you as a racist... Act like we do and better yourself. Don't try to reason any of this away. Do not help me to see things from your point of view. We see everything from your point of view. Your point of view is a default. I have a right to be angry, scared, depressed, shrill, emotional, etc., That's what I think people need to know. People need to realize that Vietnamese is not the same as Chinese, Korean, Japanese, etc. We even had a war with Vietnam and people are still mixing us up. Vietnamese culture is embedded in American history. So we deserve the same right as to how people clearly know George Washington, Harriet Tubman, the Great Depression, World War II, Selma, so on and so forth. What's sad is that I've had the mistake being made from my own friends who brush it off whenever I've given my correction. When I was younger, I was a little more lenient with their approach to this conversation. But as I've gotten older, I realize if I keep letting it slide, eventually no one is going to care. If you don't know, then ask. If you don't know what to ask, then do your research. Same with Black Lives Matter. Just because your skin isn't black doesn't mean it's not your problem. This country was built by slaves, and it is our duty to protect the lives of the descendants of slaves in this country. 
What I need to see or hear from people as it relates directly to me, I guess, is from my white friends and from America in general, people that are not black. I just want you to be able to empathize, not sympathize. Just try to understand what it would be like without any privilege at all, just to imagine what it would be like to walk in our shoes. And not only that, but to be able to speak up on any injustices that you see and it doesn't have to be anything that's loud and brash or anything like that but when you see it in the workplace if someone's telling a a joke that's offensive to black people or if someone is kind of mistreating a black person to to be able to stand up and then just like in lieu of recent events with all this going on, somebody to that doesn't mind to speak out and say, I stand with you. I'll protest with you. I'm there for you. I think that's all that I really need because I am certain that as black people, we can make change. But when the real change that we want to see, it's going to take the non-black people walking and working with black people to see that change. This is not the time right now for people to sit back and feel uncomfortable and just say, I don't want to get involved. It's a time now that everybody can speak up because I think that's when we're going to get true results. So if it's a friend of mine, that's what I would like. I would just like for you to stand up for what's right and for what's humane. I think what I would expect as far as what someone could say to me in support, it's a hard question to answer because, you know, that changes from day to day with all the changes that are happening. You know, every day has been different. But to know that not only, I mean, not just that, hey, you're on my side. No, it's to know that, you know, I understand that I will fight for it too and that you care in preventing my child, me, my child's dad, that you care that we'll be safe and you're doing what you need to do to participate in making sure that that happens. Acknowledge it. Don't ignore it. You know, I've seen a lot of ignoring that has happened and I don't see a lot of people the same so that's what I would think someone could say to me is that they care enough to make sure it doesn't happen to anyone else what do I need to hear or want to hear right now from people for support is it's not what I want to hear or need to hear it's just like let's just have an open conversation where we're just showing love and respect and talking about our experiences where we can figure out solutions from hearing the stories because there's clues about how we can figure out what we can do from everyone's experiences in different seasons in different areas around the country in everyone's life so that's what I would like to hear and or want to see from people is just having open and honest conversations on both ends 
from white, from brown to black about the situation and what's needed to move forward. What I need from people right now, especially, is to make a change in their household first. We can have a lot of our friends that are allies preach out to a lot of people, but the real problem is that we need to change our households first and change what is inside of ourselves before we can go out and try to change other people. And I think that if everyone would just change their household and talk to the people in their lives that are closest to them, all the adults in their lives that are closest to them, we can really, really see a change. What I want people to do for me and with me is to be good, patient listeners to everyone. Be willing to give and be willing to receive. As far as what I want or need to make me feel better, to make me feel comfortable in my own skin in America, I guess it would just be acceptance. Accept everyone for who and what they are. Accept our differences. I get a lot of comments sometimes about my hair, and uh, sometimes it's overwhelming, uh, especially when I was at school teaching, and I might have braids one week, and I may have, uh, like, natural uh, Afro puffs one week, and, you know, people were just really, really interested and into it. Sometimes it gets a little annoying, but, I mean, just admire it as you would anybody that got a new haircut or a new hairstyle and, you know, not just go overboard wanting to touch it and all this kind of stuff, you know. Sometimes people go a little too far with it. But I think that we should celebrate our differences. We have different culture, and it's okay. And enjoy each other's culture and respect each other's culture. I also have a problem about the wealth gap. And I also have a problem with the uh, school-to-prison pipeline. And that's exactly what it is. With our young black men, they are too often in prison with harsh sentences, usually for nonviolent crimes. And that's the way their life starts. They make those mistakes when they're young with these nonviolent crimes, usually selling drugs or something of that nature. And a lot of that's economic. That's what they do to make it, to pay the bills, you know. Needs to be more jobs and things for them to do in the areas that they live. I think that's a lot of the problem. But these private prisons that are everywhere, and it just seems like the government is happy to fill them up with black people. There's no way that the African-American population should be like two-thirds of the prison population. It's ridiculous. Something has to give there. Also, as far as the wealth gap is concerned, we weren't allowed to read and write by law because we were slaves and it was illegal. And then finally, when slavery ends and we're sharecropping or whatever to get by, People are starting to learn to read and write. We're cheated a lot because we can't read contracts, all these things, while our white counterparts are gaining wealth, jobs, homes, 
These homes pass down to their children, and generational wealth begins to occur. But with us, that was so late. We got such a late start because of where and when we started. We need to be given the opportunity to have a free education. I truly believe that, that because of our enslavement, some people want reparations. I don't think that's the answer, but I do believe that every African-American should have the opportunity to go to school without any kind of a monetary investment. I think that the government ought to offer that. And that gives anybody that's African-American that wants to better themselves the opportunity to do so without being crushed with student loan debt. I really believe that our country owes our African-Americans that. As far as anything else, just treat me like you would anyone else. Anyone else. Just talk to me and approach me. Don't be afraid of me. I've seen sometimes people clutch their purses tighter when uh, my son or somebody like that is around. And, you know, just don't assume the worst, you know. And I know people are afraid, but the key or the answer to that is to get to know people. And when you do, you'll find out you have nothing to fear. Most people are just regular good people just like you. I would say the thing I want is just acknowledgement. The thing I need is acknowledgement. I have been really happy with how many of my friends, especially my non-black friends, who have reached out to just say, hi, how are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? What do you need? Do you need anything? And I think that acknowledgement means a lot because when you say something like Black Lives Matter, you're acknowledging something that we know and something we know you know but something we really, really need to hear, especially right now. What I'd really like to hear and see from people as they support not just me, it would be all people of color or minorities, is that we have a day in America or in the world where being of a different race or being from a different ethnicity is not an issue, isn't really even brought up where... People are treated differently. Anyone that's a member of a minority, I think this would be a glorious day when it really doesn't matter where some, what the color of someone's skin is, where, what nationality, what religion they are, and where everyone is treated equally. And we don't have to have the conversations about racism. I long for that day where it's just people are people and we're all human beings. That would be a glorious day in the country and in the world. With all that is going on currently, I've seen many of my friends who are white request of black people. You know, what what do you want from us? What do you want us to do? What can we do? How can we help? I think that there's no one single answer, but it's a combination of a few things. Starting with acknowledging and reconciling the prejudices and discrimination that is in yourself and your circle. Not everyone is quick to have these conversations with their family, with their friends. 
But, you know, it's something that has to be done if we ever want to make any kind of progress. So understanding your own prejudices and addressing them. Also just being open to listening, listening to experiences and being vocal about those experiences to other people. Because sometimes people don't believe that they happen. They think that it's made up. They think that it's blown out of proportion, um, that it's a figment of our imaginations. Um, something that can be practical is if you do have children, diversifying their friend groups, if possible, their toys that they play with, the books they read. All of those things can help to have a positive effect on how they view diversity and in specifics, you know, black people. Lastly, I would just say it's it's a hard thing to to reconcile. It's a daunting task to navigate. I'd ask that people would not be deterred and that if you are just unsure of what to say or do, to reach out and make connections and say, I'm sorry that this happens. I want to do better. Can you help me be better? I think that if everyone was willing to kind of be vulnerable in that way, we would see a little more change locally and then maybe replicate that in a larger scale. Going forward, I need and I require action from people who are not necessarily members of the Black community. If you want to support us, if you want to be an ally to us, then show action. It is so much more than posting Black Lives Matter or hashtagging it as a status or sharing a Black themes meme or image on whatever social media outlet you choose to. It's more about action. So if that means taking accountability for your actions and changing them, or whether that means addressing your your mom, your dad, your grandparents, whoever in your family has these racist views, educating them and holding them accountable, whether it is supporting by protesting, by signing petitions to defund police, to speaking out to your followers, your friends on social media saying, this is not how we behave. I am against it and I am going to invoke change in myself so that I can encourage you to invoke change. Nothing in this world is going to change unless we have action. And it's so easy to to say that you don't know the right things to say. So you don't want to offend anyone. So you're just going to be quiet. And I've said it so many times recently, your silence is betrayal to us. If you are not going to speak out and speak up, then you're not helping the problem. You're only feeding the beast of racism, whether it be overt or covert. You're you're not you're not helping to advance and to progress. So I think going forward, what we need from everybody is understanding, accountability, and action. What do I need or want to hear or see from people for support directly? I don't want like special treatment. I just want fair and equal treatment for 
whatever I may be doing, if I'm applying for a job, if I'm got a business venture loan that I want to apply for, I just want fair and equal treatment because of who I am. When it comes to support from people, for me directly, just, you know, checking up, always, if you're ever with me and some racist stuff is going down, like we need to check the person together. Meaning it should not just be me checking that person. Like you should step in as well. Always making sure that we are okay. When something is happening and another person of color, black person is killed, like unsenseless, like please just like ask, like, how are you doing? How can I help you? Um, when it comes to the movement, you need to be aware. You need to know why is stuff happening How can we get it to change? Do not judge stuff off just, oh, I wouldn't do that. So they're wrong. Or I don't believe that they're getting treated differently. Like you have to be aware. You have to understand a lot of this stuff is trauma to black people. Like we are going through it. Like just seeing how some of our people get treated, even though we learn about it all the time in history, but like just watching it, watching somebody be killed that is traumatic to us. And so like, we just need a lot of love and support during this time and people to stand up and fight for us and with us during this time. In terms of what I'd like to see in the future from allies and as far as allyship goes, I think it's important for everyone to educate themselves individually different people and different groups of people of color have very different experiences but as a african-american woman in the country today it's very important that i have people in my life who are educating themselves outside of our friendship and not asking me in particular in terms of what books they should be reading and what things they should be watching and like questions about certain rhetoric within the black community. And I, I really, really would like to see a push forward for people being active in terms of educating themselves on the systematic racism in the country, especially if they have friends, partners, children who are black and need their support in terms of things that have been going on and continue to go on and have been going on for 400 years. So the one thing that I can always say during all of this is that no one ever has to question how I feel about injustices that are happening, racism, bigotry, any of that, because I go out of my way to share my opinion as often as I can on as many platforms as I can, as loudly as I can, because I'm able to do so. It's my duty to be a voice for the people who can't speak up for themselves. So, you know, I've had a lot of people approach me about wanting to be involved with the Black Lives Matter movement, but not feeling like they know how to go about it or not feeling like they know where they fit into everything. And my response is, we all fit in somewhere. You know, it takes a village and it's going to take as many allies as we can get to assist black America in in becoming equal. So the first thing that I try and tell people is we have to be listening. We have to learn and educate ourselves on why we are where we are, what people are afraid of, why they live in terror and fear every single day of their lives. We need to be getting involved. 
we need to be going to protests and raising our fists in the air and screaming and being angry. There's no reason not to be angry. We live in a system that was designed to limit the advancement of black people. And if that doesn't make you angry, like you don't, you're not an ally. You're a distraction. We need to be speaking up for people who haven't been able to speak up for themselves. We need justice for the wrongdoings for these victims. If we see something on the street right in front of our faces, we need to be doing something about it. Some of this is not going to be safe. We have to be stepping out of our comfort zones and getting uncomfortable because that's, that's the only option sometimes. But if you're not going out of your way to support black people in their time of need, then again, you're not an ally. You're a distraction. You might lose some friends, but if I lost a friend because they disagreed with me over racism, I'm completely okay with it. But we have to stay engaged, stay motivated, because the moment we lose momentum, we become an afterthought. Our issues continue to get swept under the rug, and the hate keeps flowing, and the cycle starts again. So we need to stand together. I guess I would love to hear an attempt to learn about who I am and where I came from. A willingness. Also, I would love people to say that from now on, they're willing to check themselves, to check other people, check people around you. If you see what feels like a small comment or a situation that is racist, check them, call them on it. Tell them it's not okay. The only way we can learn is to be honest, open, and willing. Have the uncomfortable conversations. What do I need or want to hear or see from people as support to me directly? From any person, I need people to just be genuine with me. Hey, how you doing? As a normal, hey, how you doing? Don't assume that I'm in some deep morass of pain and sorrow or agony or rage. So don't dare to try to assume how I'm feeling at all, especially if you're asking in relation to any recent news events. Speak it plain. Why are you calling me? I also really take it seriously that if you haven't reached out to me in a long time prior to some big cataclysmic event, why are you calling me now? Am I your only person of color friend? Am I someone who is supposed to help you feel a little less guilty because you reached out in some way? Is your calling me a way that you get to feel better about your not knowing what to do right now? That's not my problem. Don't call me under the guise of wanting to check in on how I'm doing only to really want to vent about your fear, your frustration, your insecurities, your guilt, your non-understanding or realization of how serious the situation is because I have known that I am an endangered species my whole life. I have known that it's been open season, whether it's open season or not. I need genuine connection. Do you want to have lunch or a picnic? Do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to sit in silence? Do you want to not talk about this right now? And as those nearest and dearest to me know, start it off with, 
How's your heart? Let's all start from there. Thank you for joining us for the third part of this series. I hope you were able to learn at least one thing that you can do to create a better future. The question is, will you start doing that one thing today or wait for someday? It's your decision. I hope you join us for the rest of the series. To receive updates on new episodes, please visit www.themiraclemakers.org to subscribe or simply subscribe to the Miracle Makers podcast within the application you are listening now. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Miracle Makers. How will you live your miracle today? Until next time, happy miracle making friends.